On the resurrection morning When all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal soul In weakness, raised in power Ready to live in paradise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed of God Never there will be no more sorrow No, no more pain There will be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of my Savior Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord I'll have a new life Eternal Free From every imperfection Youthful and happy I shall be Lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Oh yes, I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never of God There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal grains, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory, glory. with the reading of God's stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be Welcome to the Passion for Christ show So glad to have you, friend Hey, I just want to let you know I'm your host, Bruce Kessler and I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him and him alone, I find peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way, to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about messianic fulfillment in Jesus Christ. That's right. Messianic fulfillment in Jesus. But before we get to that study, a few things along the way. And the first is headline news. Get this, friend. Get this. You won't believe it. According to a new study by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, between 2020 and 2021, fentanyl overdoses have been the leading cause of death 
among American adults ages 18 through 45. Let me read that one more time, folks. Fentanyl overdoses have been the leading cause of death among American adults ages 18 through 45. Suicide, COVID-19, and car accidents followed fentanyl overdoses on the list of the highest causes of death. This is a national emergency. America's young adults, thousands of unsuspecting Americans, are being poisoned, James Raw, founder of the Families Against Fentanyl, said. It is widely known that illicit fentanyl is driving the massive spike in drug-related deaths. A new approach to this catastrophe is needed. Fentanyl, of course, is a synthetic opiate that is 100 times more potent than morphine, 50 times more potent than heroin. When distributed legally, fentanyl, like morphine, is prescribed to patients dealing with extreme pain. The drug was initially created to alleviate pain experienced by cancer patients or people recovering from surgeries. A lethal dose of fentanyl is extremely small, while it would take nearly 30 milligrams of heroin to die, just 2 milligrams of fentanyl would all that would be needed to kill someone. In 2021, federal authorities have seized a record amount of drugs, acquired 11,201 pounds of fentanyl from people attempting to cross the border. This is a massive increase from the previous year, which was only 4,791. Over 20 million counterfeit pills containing fentanyl have been seized this year. Get that, folks. This is frightening indeed. Fentanyl is leading cause of death among Americans 18 through 45 over the last year. Mm-mm-mm. My, oh, my. We are in a battle for souls for sure. When I get this, this is unbelievable fine. Israeli archaeologists have discovered a rare 1,700-year-old gold ring that includes an image of a shepherd that is thought to represent Jesus and likely belonged to an early Christian. The Israel Antiquities Authority said this week. Divers with the Israel Antiquities Authority's Marine Archaeological Unit uncovered the ring in a shipwreck off the coast of Caesarea, a region frequently mentioned in the New Testament, including in the Book of Acts, as influential in Christianity's growth. The octagonal gold ring is set with a green gemstone and carved with the figure of a young shepherd boy dressed in a tunic bearing a ram or a sheep on his shoulders. Jesus in John 11, John 10 verse 11, describes himself as the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. 
The good shepherd image is one of the earliest and oldest images used in Christianity to symbolize Jesus. The Antiquities Authority said it represents Jesus as humanity's compassionate shepherd, extending his benevolence to his flock of believers and all humankind. The find was part of a discovery of a marine archaeologist who uncovered treasure, including hundreds of silver coins and figurines from two ancient shipwrecks. One shipwreck occurred over 1,700 years ago, other 600 years ago. The treasures were found scattered in shallow water at a depth of about 13 foot. There you go, folks. Can you believe that? Can you believe it? A 1,700-year-old Good Shepherd ring representing Jesus discovered in Israel. Mm. What finds they are making concerning the evidence of the fact that Jesus was real and did live and Christians understood who he was. Good Shepherd. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. All right, this day in church history. Francis of Assisi, the joyous founder of the Franciscans, was nearing the end of his life, but he proved to be still capable of surprises. One of them occurred on this day in December 2023, or 1223. Giovanni da Villita, his wealthy admirer, had constructed a rough Hermitage for the Franciscans at Graccio, Italy. Its simplicity suited Francis Fine. He never wanted anything sumptuous. Graccio was charming, and the hermitage overlooked a valley with a view of distant mountains. It was built in front of some of the caves with woods above and below. Francis invited his peasant neighbors and all nearby friars to join him for a Christmas Eve mass there. They came with torches in their hands, singing Christmas hymns. Not until they climbed a steep pass did they learn that Francis had arranged for Giovanni to provide a manger in one of the caves. Grouped around it were an ox and a donkey, with a man and a woman in costume to represent Joseph and Mary and a wax doll for Christ. When everyone had gathered, Francis chanted the gospel account of Christ's birth, and he preached a sermon recalling the events that had taken place 12 centuries before in Judea. He promised his listeners changed lives if they would place their faith in Christ, the babe of Bethlehem. Many were touched with his tender retelling of those events, the more so as 
the arrangement of people and animals lent verisimilitude to the old story. Today, living mangers are commonly found, but Francis seems to have been the first. In fact, he had to get permission from the Pope for the arrangement, lest he be accused of taking the story of Christ's birth lightly. Francis remained in vigil for Giovanni over the manger all night long. Wasn't that outstanding, folks? What a memory that must have been. And that is this day in church history. And now, folks... We have a little bit of fun and name that Bible character. Here is your clue, friend. Here is your clue. I was the first to be given animal meat for food. Who am I? Good question, folks. I was the first to be given animal meat for food. Who am I? We'll reveal the final answer to that tantalizing clue following our study segments. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal in our final segment on Name That Bible Character. And now it's time for our study segment for this broadcast. So get your Bibles, get your cup of coffee, cold drink, pull up a chair, and let's open up the fantastic and powerful Word of God. Our study for this uh, broadcast is the Messianic prophecies fulfilled. One of the tremendous proofs that the Bible is from God, is that Jesus is the Son of God. That the incarnation that we are all celebrating this morning, Merry Christmas everyone, that the incarnation was a visit from God himself. And that the Old Testament messianic prophecies were all filled by Jesus Christ. The studies have been formidable regarding these messianic prophecies. And there's upwards to a 456 of those prophecies. And the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls proved that these were written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ was ever born. And that the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus fulfilled them all what are the odds of that happening well they are tremendous odds and for a short time this morning we want to read just a few of those fantastic and powerful prophecies being fulfilled by Jesus Christ the first comes out of Micah Micah 5 verse 2 but you O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, 
From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. So the prophecy is that the Messiah would come and be born in Bethlehem. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 6 is the fulfillment of this. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, from, from you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. So the fulfillment that he would be born in Bethlehem was fulfilled in Matthew 2, 1 through 6. Another prophecy that was fulfilled is Isaiah chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Isaiah 7, 13 and 14. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men, that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. That's Isaiah chapter 7, 13 and 14. The Messiah would be born of a virgin. Let's start in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put away her secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth the son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that I might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Again, that's 18 verses 25, Matthew 1. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5, we find that Messiah would be preceded by one who would prepare the way. Isaiah 40, 3 through 5, A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. 
and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So the Messiah would be preceded by one who would prepare the way. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 is a fulfillment of that. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. In addition to this, friend, it should be noted that John the Baptist coming and preparing the way was central and prophesied. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of lords. Amen. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus expounds on that so that you can't miss it. And it's so evident, the truth of it. Matthew 11, verse 7. And as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, John the Baptist, Why did you go out into the wilderness to see a reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out and see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say, more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, and he will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, that he was least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who hears has ears to hear. Let him hear. Now what was Jesus referencing there? Well, he was referencing Malachi chapter 4, the ending of the last Old Testament book. And chapter 4 of Malachi, in verse 5, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. In addition to that, we find in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, appeared to Zacharias, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him but the angel said to him do not be afraid Zacharias for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink 
He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Amen, folks. Isn't that outstanding, folks? What remarkable set of truths revealed before us this morning. Two more fulfillment of the prophecy that we want to talk about. One is found in Deuteronomy 21, starting in verse 22. Deuteronomy 21, 22, and 23. And if a man has committed a crime punishable by death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall bury him the same day, for a hangman is cursed by God. You shall not defile your land, that is the Lord your God, is given you for an inheritance. This is a direct prophecy concerning Jesus, because Jesus, you see, friend, became a curse for us by dying on a tree. Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on the tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Amen, folks. For that. And finally, in Isaiah 42, verse 6, it says, I am the Lord, I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people a light for the nations. This, of course, is the prophecy that the Messiah would be a light to all people. This was fulfilled. In Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 25. Luke 2, verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, or the Messiah. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents, Mary and Joseph, brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him, took Jesus up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Amen, folks. Amen. What a tremendous truth, folks, of the fulfillment of these messianic prophecies. And what an amazing time that we live in, that we can be reminded of it on this day as we celebrate 
the birth of Jesus into this world and what that meant for us and how our lives have changed for the better. And that's our study for this broadcast. All right, folks, amen and glory. Hallelujah. And now we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I was the first to be given animal meat for food. Who am I? Well, it was Noah. Can you believe it? It was Noah. Genesis chapter 9, 1 through 4. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. I was the first to be given animal meat for food. Who am I? Well, friend, it was Noah. And name that Bible character. Folks, you too can become a follower of the greatest movement ever follow Jesus Christ by submitting your life to Jesus by repenting and, and, and submitting your life to him in baptism. And you will be forgiven. You will receive a peace that passes all understanding. My goal here was very simple. That was to encourage you, friend, along the way and help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you what a privilege and an honor it's been for me to have you walking along my side during this show. May God bless you. No palace, no jewels, no kingdom to rule, no No throne and no robe, no silver, no gold, no court of royalty. Yet the King of kings left heaven to become a lowly man. He left all heaven's glory to fulfill his Father's plan. He still came just for me, he still came, knowing all he would endure, he still came, disregarding every cause, from the manger to the cross, he still came just for me, he still came. No family, no friends to
Much pain and much hurt to give love and worth. He bore our sins and grief. Yet the hope of what he offered so outweighed what must be done. He chose to be my victor and assured my pardon won. He still came just for me. He still came. Knowing all he would endure, he still came. Disregarding every cost, from the manger to the cross, he still came just for me. He still came, He still came just for me, He still came.